at you. That's a, that's we. The two of us. <laughs> we are here. We were talking beforehand. I said, "Oh man, I feel like it's been a while." I said, "It has been. It's been the longest." And I don't know what episode this is. Is this forty six? Uh, 45, 46? Yeah. I don't I, remember, yeah. I think it's going to be 46. Okay. It was the first time in 46 weeks or 44, whatever it was, that <laughs> we have not done it together back-to-back weeks. Yeah. Two weeks ago, I had Morgan, Ari, and uh, Beverly Bendall, our children's minister extraordinaire, uh-huh. and uh, Bev, Bella, uh, volunteer extraordinaire, talking about VBS, <laughs> And then I was gone to camp, uh-huh. and you did your own last week. So yeah. it, like it's it, we're back in our room. Yeah, and just like old times. Just like old. Got the gang back it's together. It's weird. <laughs> but I'll tell you this: um, thanks for picking the slack up last week. You know, youth ministry summers. We're here. We're there. We're everywhere. And well, we we have not done a good job at. We have said this now for like four months that we're gonna like backload like four episodes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My wife we this morning goes, "Why don't you do two today?" I was like, "That would require us to have two topics today." <laughs> um, hey, this might turn into a so, two-part. So if we go long enough, we'll, we'll just, just cut this in one in half. half. Yep. Get ready for that. Oh man, I don't think it will, but um, <laughs> who knows? Uh, but hey, glad you're with us. I'm Justin. Hey, I'm Chris, and we are so glad to be here again. Thank you for picking up the slack. Uh, last Worst w- podcast ever last <laughs> week. It was good. I was talking to Mary Beth. Uh, it was a different, you have a different tone than I do. <laughs> it was very zen in here. It was well, very chill. The room we're in, guys, there's like, I don't know what these lights are called. Sconces. Yeah, I didn't want to say that. Wall sconces. Wall sconces. And then we have like these big overhead lights. Well, the breaker was off. Yeah. So he was in like this cave, like no windows with just these wall sconces and it was like a wine cave. And when I listened to you, I was like, this is super chill and mellow. And then when I talked to you, you're like, yeah, because it was. It was like this dark room. Yeah, I was by myself. By yourself in this room. When I did the one by my, when I did the one by myself a while ago. Yeah, down at the beach. A while ago. I was holding on this microphone in my truck while it was raining. <laughs> nice. And I was like doing, because it's the only place I can go that was quiet. Um in there but hey thanks for your wrecks yeah um and I, I was talking to my wife this morning about it and i was like I, uh, it, it was a different podcast because yeah. it's one person it's yeah. that but i i would never have put those wrecks out all right you 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 do a different especially during the summertime I, time to read is not <laughs> it's not at the top of your not list. top of my list but you do and so you have all those other resources so i know people were blessed by that i hope so and you got that so Thankful there. Glad to be back. How was Impact? Impactful. Oh, yeah. It was impactful. It was good. Us and about 1,400 students. That's a lot of students. Up at Lipscomb. Usually it's close to 2K, but regulations, this and that. This year we stayed in hotels and not in dorm rooms. Yeah. Um, So it was a little bit different, but it was fun. Um, We're going to hit a little bit of that here in our talk today. But um, the, the main theme, which I don't think we'll get into today but the main theme was uh the secret the secret to contentment secrets yes <laughs> the secret to contentment on like philippians 4 um one through like 11 or whatever and paul says like the secret and like to be content and have these things and always, joy always and perk up when the bible's like here's a secret we the, did remember the mystery the, remember the yeah the mystery episode the mystery. Oh, i love that kind of stuff 
Yeah. And so, um, it was good. I thought it was good. We had, there's usually a lot more classes. We had six classes. Yeah. So six teachers mm. and, um, just different youth ministers from Florida to Arkansas to Tennessee to Alabama. Nice southeastern kind of, footprint. Yeah. We That's all, cool. Sometimes there's people from Canada that come to this class. You stop it right now. And one year we had a group from Montana drive in. Do we have a Canadian listener? Is that on our list? No, it's not. You should have talked to somebody. Well, they weren't there this year. <laughs> oh, too bad. Speaking of, speaking of, hit us. It's time for a Bible Buffoon's Global Update. <laughs> hey, this morning I yelled and said, we got another country. Go find which one it is. I couldn't look that fast. But we have India. India. Welcome. That's awesome. Awesome. Super awesome. Mary Best Granddad. Uh, goes to India like once or twice a year. Is this, still. Is this one of the Johnnies? Um, or is this the other side? <laughs> he is a John. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, the mother's side. Everybody in Peach's in-law family, are, their name is John. Even the girls. <laughs> <laughs> Johnette. Johnette. Johnisa. Yeah, that's... Jonna. Jonna. Joanna. Joanna. Yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, it's her mom's side, John Vaughn, John Vaughn. He's been a preacher for a million years. That's cool. Um, he's awesome, but he's like helped start, I think start or runs or very highly involved in like this preaching school over in India. Oh, cool. So he goes all the time. So there's a lot of Christians out there listening. So cool. what up India? Love Indian food, love Indian people. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Which we have a lot of Indian people here in Birmingham. We do. We have a big population mm-hmm. here. Um, in Birmingham, so maybe somebody here listened and went home, or went back, or told their family, told and their they grandma, listened. Yeah, like, hey, check out these two weird. I don't dudes. know if they told the grandpa, <laughs> grandma, listen to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> speaking of that same granddad, John Vaughn, he so when we were hev- when we did a little more social media <laughs> than we do now for ours, like me and you, yeah, uh, about our podcast, which we have not done in like two, three weeks. Staff meeting. Uh, he'll see where I post it on Facebook. Yeah. Hey guys. And then he's like, I can't listen to it. It won't let me click it. And then he goes to our <laughs> church's website and can't find it. Okay. And he is like, how do I? I'm like, it's a podcast. Somebody um, help this man. Yeah. And it's like, it's a podcast. And he's like, okay, but I still don't think he's listened to it yet, but he used to listen to our Wednesday night stuff. Okay. Um, Cause he could click it. Cause he can just click it and watch <laughs> it. So he's like, I can't click it and find it, but he's actually pretty tech savvy. He okay. really likes, he always asks me like, "Hey man, how do your slides? How do you do this?" Like he's like very into being an older, and he, and he still preaches today. He preaches for a small church. He's retired, but the yeah. church hires hey, him. That's how they we do. We just come in and just preach on Sundays. Um, so he still asks me some cool stuff like, "Hey, how do you do this? This is cool. I want to bring this in." And I like that. Um, trying to keep it fresh. Yeah, trying to keep it fresh. Um, with that, well, got a new country, India. Welcome. Yes. Thank you. I don't Happy know if, to have you. I don't know if we have any emails or rates or reviews or anything new, but you guys know what to do with all that stuff. I got a text last week. Hey. Tony Giardina. He hey, like, Tony. Hey. He's like, hey, man, appreciate the recommendations. I'm going to check Tony out some G. of that stuff. His so. son's in the youth group now. Yeah. That's a great family. They're from Pensacola. Absolutely. Moved up here about a year, year and a half ago. Just jumping in. That's they're, what I like. They're great. Oh, yeah. They've helped. Even last summer, they helped cook for some events that we had. and. Yeah. Um, they're usually out there at like our food pantry. We do. Uh-huh. They're good folk. That's good, man. I like. I like the, the Tony and Tina. Tony and Tina. Tony and Tina. So hey, sh- shout out, guys. You're <laughs> apparently listening. I didn't know. <laughs> shout out. 
for that. Um, all right, as we get jumped into this um, topic, so it sounds like we're getting into gangs. We get jumped into this. We're, we're getting. Ju- I don't know how. I don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> it's going to go great. I don't think it's going to go where we're going to fist fight somebody. Oh. Um, but so as I, I taught a class at Impact. Yeah. So full full disclosure. If you were at my class at Impact, you're going to get this again. But these are, th- this was what my class was about. And even while I was doing it, I thought, man, this is going to make hopefully a pretty good podcast because I would love to get your input on this. Um, my class was not a it's discussion. Not yeah. It wasn't interactive. Uh, it was me just preaching for 35 minutes. And I will not do this in this class, uh, in this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I will not do that. This will be more of a discussion. I'm just going to sit here and listen. Well, that won't be fun. Uh, you're like, I did last week by myself. I'm done, so. But I had the topic of Philippians 4.8. Um, so Philippians 4.8, we'll get in a second um, in that. But I had the topic of, it's called the study. Mm. And it was more about your mind and thinking. So I want to jump into Philippians 4.8. Um <clears throat> Lovely verse. So Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Mm. And so that was my verse that I was given and my topic. And, I, and they kind of let us go whatever way we want to go with it. Yeah. Um, they're just thinking, hey, here's your topic. There's classes like one through nine. Okay. And so there was joy and there was peace and there was gentleness and there was verse nine. It says, and put this into practice, all Mm -hmm. these things you've learned. So we had a lot of different classes wrapped around this. Um, and mine was the thought. Yeah. What, what, what do you think about? Mm. And the way that I came, that I kind of came across with this is thinking about, um, I would say for all of us, and I would say for the majority, 99% of the listeners here, and I would say 99.9% of people that are in our church, which you may come back and this may be a whole nother question, a whole nother topic, <laughs> want to live a life for Christ um, better tomorrow than they did today. Mm-hmm. That's kind of our ultimate goal, right? Hopefully. Right? Is to, is to yeah, right? Is to like <laughs> live a godly life. Sure every single day and as we spiritually mature tomorrow should be even if it's a tiny little bit yeah. better tomorrow than it was today because we're growing and we're learning and we're maturing right every single day yeah and there's days that we fall back and there's days that we man this was a super good day like i feel like it was really good um but i would assume would you assume yeah. that the majority of people in church and again this may be a touchy you know, subject that I didn't get into with my students, but do you think the majority of people in our church want to live a life, a want to better their, their, better their daily life for Christ? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I would say that, you know, life in Christ is progressive and it's like a never ending journey. Like, well, the, you're never going to be perfect. There's one person. You never so. land that plane. Yeah. So like, uh, you know, the Bible itself is a challenging book. You don't just sit down and you're like, 
Yep. Yep. Doing yep, that. Check, Nailed got it. it. <laughs> got it. Yep. It's it it sets um it sets a holy standard that I think is very difficult to it's, get your arms around. It's, it's not obtainable. Right. And and that's what makes it hard too, right? Of it's not obtainable to say yeah. I'm gonna do all these things. So I think any church community that is preaching scripture is going to be like this progressively moving body of people, right? So, and, and there's going to be a spectrum of where people are in that journey. But yeah, I think so. Like, I don't think you can sit under teaching of the Bible. Like we've got Brett here and I think yep. Brett teaches scripture and yeah. like that necessarily challenges you weekly, you know, yeah, challenges yeah. us weekly. Yeah. And so, yeah, man, I think so. Think right. so. I think if you're not, you may not be uh, bought in yet. You may be exploring it or trying to understand it, and that's okay too. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's people that are just now coming to it going, I don't know what this is. And then we have to walk with them differently right. than you walk with somebody who has been a Christian for 60 years, yeah. 40 years. And like, okay. But, but I think so. But I still think I've I've heard this story. I may have even said this on this podcast once. That's all right. Of, yeah, I, I heard a sermon. I heard something online. I don't, I don't know who it was from, but it was like a bigger, well-known preacher, and he was talking about they had a family leave, and they heard, hey, the Smiths are leaving, whatever. So he calls Mr. Smith up. I don't yeah. know. We'll use that name. And says, hey, man. Good generic yeah. name. He's <laughs> like, hey, man, I heard you're leaving. Really sorry about that. Is there a reason why? Something yeah. that we can do better? Something that we can just talk about? And he said, Mr. Smith said, yes, um, I feel like every time I come to church, you are challenging me to change my life, and I don't think I need to change my life. <laughs> I'm good the way I am. I come to church. I give a little bit. I serve a little bit. I do that, whatever. And it's like, you're stepping on my toes too much, mm. and you're trying to challenge me. Like, I feel like I'm okay. And the preacher's like, well, no. Like, <laughs> that's my job, right? Yeah. And so I wonder if there's people here that are just sitting there thinking like, no, I'm good. Yeah. And I'm coming to church because I'm supposed to, mm. and it's a check box. And again, being a Christian is not this list of checks, like mm -hmm. done, done, done. It's constantly growing and maturing yeah. and processing and putting things in action into practice and stuff. So I wonder in most churches, there has to be a percent of people that are just coming just to check that box. And they don't care what the sermon is mm. and the challenge that they're getting. They're like, well, okay. Yeah. I think, I think that's probably true. But I would, but in this, I would say the majority of people, <laughs> are like, okay, I want to get better. Yeah. I want to serve. I want to love. I want to be uh, uh, what God has intended me to be in my life. And so I'm hoping that I'm going to be challenged by this. Yeah. That's where I was going with that. Um, and there's tons of verses that talk about your spiritual life. And Paul a lot talks about this, mm. about this is your life. We talk about Romans 12, 1 through 2. We've done Romans 12 for a while. Keeps coming back. Keeps coming back, but it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind and that stuff. But that whole thought is like, it's a living deal, right? So like, yeah. when I read that, I think every day is a sacrifice that I put, um, uh, uh, I put God's will above all in right. my life should be geared towards him. Sure. Should be living towards him, right? This living sacrifice for that. 
even like first John two fifteen and 16, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world. The desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride and possessions is not from the father, but it's from the world. And then it, even to go on again, uh, well, in that, this, this whole idea of like this worldly deal, again, it's like, don't be of the world, you have to act and live differently. Right. And it's this common theme, Second Timothy 2, 15 and 16. Do not, uh, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Avoid godless chatter because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. Mm. So you, we, we get these deals of don't be ungodly. Do not be of this world. Be someone that God has approved. Yeah. And I would come back and say, I want to live a life that God approves of. Yeah. So you're like, what in the world does <laughs> Philippians 4 have to do all this? This is just the, this is to lay the foundation of, if we, as people, um, Christ followers, we have a charge to live a godly life, not an ungodly life. Mm-hmm. Live for Him and not of this world. Right. And that is a action-based. That's uh, action-based, but that is a uh, um, moving spiritual maturity forward yeah. in your life. Mm-hmm. Receiving word, receiving. Uh, um, from God and the spirit saying, no, I need to do better. Yeah. I'm going to do. And I truly believe, which is what I think Philippians four, eight is kind of talking about is this idea of if we want to make those actions, the way, mm-hmm. we, the way that we need to do it, we got to take a few steps back and work on our brains absolutely, and work on our hearts and work on our mind. Mm. And um, if we work on our mind, and our souls and our hearts, then that is going to gear us towards. And so I really kind of look at emotions. Mm-hmm. Your emotions lead to your thoughts and your thoughts will lead to your actions and behaviors. So if that's the equation we're working with that I believe is scriptural, okay, then we need to not just work on, let me do, 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 do. I said do, do a lot, <laughs> right? I'm a youth minister, guys. Um, not to like, be all action oriented. We got to think about what goes into our head. Right. Um, and I think Philippians four, eight gives us this good, um, ideal here of whatever is pure and noble and yeah. right and admirable and praiseworthy and excellent. At the end of that, it says, and think about such things. Right. That's, that's the action step. Yep. You start there and that will lead you to it. Yeah. I'm tracking with you. Right. Yeah, that's good. In there. Um, you know, as I was going through some of this stuff, I, I was finding out some other people and reading some other things and um, about this idea of emotions and your beliefs and your action steps. And one of it was this idea of an official belief mm-hmm. and a functional belief. Okay. Almost every, I would say almost every church, no matter what denomination, probably has a mission statement. Right. Like, this is who we are. Core beliefs. Our core beliefs, <laughs> like we are a church that wants to love God and love others right. and serve others and listen, right? Like yeah. whatever that is. And almost every business has that. That's right. I don't know if your axe business has one. We may need to work on your official belief if your axe business doesn't have a mission statement. That's a good 
point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but most like, you know, you can find Starbucks and you can find North Face and you can find yep. all, all this and they're going to have one. But then it comes down to the functional belief. Yep. That's actually what you do. Yeah. How that how that official belief works itself out in, in actuality. And so here's the homework that I'm going to give you as listeners is what what is your personal official belief? Mm. Take some moments. You know, we're not going to pause the podcast right now, but if you want to pause it and come back to it. But have you written out a personal official mission statement belief that is who you are? Yeah. And I'm sure it will be something of, I want to be a, a man, a woman of God that s- seeks to bring heaven on earth in every environment that I'm in. I want to listen to God and serve God and, and put him for, uh, you know, yeah. there's all those things. They're all great. But then what does your functional belief show? How does that, how does that relate to how you live your life? Yeah. What does your every other day, except for maybe that one hour on Sunday, <laughs> look? Because you could probably put your official belief probably fits well with most people on Sunday morning for that right. hour and a half, two hours. But then mm-hmm. what is it afterwards? What yeah. is it to your kids, to your family, to whatever? Um, and again, that's just what we're trying to do. Yeah. Like that's, that's the balance. You, you got to have, you know, I guess like part of that maturing process is like uh, closing the gap oh. between what you say you're about and what you're actually about. Yeah. That's sort of like a good sort of backdoor definition of what yeah. maturing is. Yeah. It's like you, you can. Do you walk the walk? Do you talk to talk? Yeah. Like, yeah. Ooh, good. I like the idea of closing the gap. Yeah. And, and that's what we're trying to do. I think God doesn't want us to have two. Yeah. It's supposed to be the, your official and your functional should merge and it's one. Yeah. And that's, that's a lifelong mm-hmm. journey. Yep. And there's times and moments in our life where it's like, hey, I'm pretty on point with that. Yeah. And there's also times where you're like, hey, my official and my functional are not close together. Yep. Um, which is why we have grace, yeah. and which is why we have mercy from God. And he's like, come on, let me help you m- close that gap, which I love that wording. I wish I had that for my class. <laughs> Probably should have went over my class with you beforehand. Just email everybody that came. <laughs> 1,400 email. <laughs> I'll email all the youth ministers. Hey, guys. There's one thing. Hey, just one more thing. Can you guys go back over this? I'll send you my notes. Do this class again. Um, but if we want to close the gap, again, I truly believe we got to start with our emotions and our thoughts. Right. That will lead us there. Yeah. Um, what's funny, I was talking about this um, before I left to get impact with one of our ministry assistants, Bethany. Uh-huh. And I said, I'm doing Philippians 4.8. And she goes, that's my favorite verse. Awesome. And years ago, I don't know if you were here yet, but Rick gave us this little wooden block um, that was engraved with our favorite verses. Really? And she was like, no, look at, like, <laughs> that's my favorite verse. And it was like engraved. She's like, well, you can take that block. I was like, thank you. I will lose it. And two, I don't think the kids want to see this four inch by three inch little block. I was like, I could put it on the screen pretty big. Um <laughs> You know, but she had a lot to say too about this. And I was like, oh, we need to bring you in on the podcast. And she's like, no, that's okay. No, thank you. (laughs) No, thank you. Um, But in this, what you put into your brain, Mm -hmm. what you feed yourself, I think will dictate your emotions and your thoughts and then eventually your actions. Yep. Um, And in that Philippians 4, 8, where he says all these things, he says, think about such things. Paul's given us this command. Yeah. It's not, hey, if you kind of want to do better, hey, if you want to be more content, if you want to do these things, if you want to live a life, 
Hey, here's some options. Here's some suggestions. He's mm-hmm. like, no, this is vital yeah. to your walk in Christ. Think about these things. Yeah. Do these things. Um, and I go back and forth. Um, whenever I do communion thoughts, this is my number one communion thought, but it hit me here is you are what you eat. Mm. Good things in yep. equals good things out. Um, in your body as well, right? So like, you know, when I eat uh, a Chinese buffet <laughs> that day, and then I'm like, all right, then at night I'm like, hey, let's fill up with some pasta, let's do that. That day, I don't feel great. You're not gonna feel great. I, I just don't. A lot of sodium, a lot of carbs. Right, but when I <laughs> eat a little bit healthier, yeah. When I drink more water, mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, I kind of feel good today. Like yeah. your body, like good things in, good things out. Mm-hmm. Do we do that mentally? Yeah. Do we have a filter into our brain, into our eyes that goes through Philippians 4, 8, which should be the filter mm. into which we let um, any kind of, I'll just put media. Sure. Cause that's basically it's pretty, yeah. not social media, media in general, right? That's which probably, would include social media, which would include social media. Yeah. Um, do you think most people, and I'm here just to just ask you a bunch of questions. That sounds great. Um, do you think most people have an active filter or even think about it? Uh, most people, no. <laughs> I mean, in, well, what I mean, most people, I would just say like Christians. Yeah, uh, and I would still say probably no. Um, and I think the deck is sort of stacked against us. Yeah, um, okay. You know, if you look at this list, it's like pure, lovely, uh, commendable, honorable, pure. Like, that list is beautiful, but it's not it's very, very it's exciting. Very, well, that is very narrow. And it doesn't it's very sell. Limited. Oh. You know what gets people's attention is drama and Sex, anger. murder, anger, fire, yeah. drama. Yeah. Um, and so what we're being pushed, what, what's being uh, presented to us as the most exciting and entertaining stuff is not necessarily in this list. Uh, it's stuff that encourages people to click on things and yeah. to watch stuff on Netflix or whatever. So this is a choice. The, if you go with the flow of society and media, this isn't going to be your natural landing spot. But I, I, as, as, we, as we were thinking about this and kind of getting ready for today, I was thinking about something. It's like there are things in life that you don't have any control over, that you don't get to choose. Yeah. Um, and that's a huge list, and we could yeah. talk about that list. But there are things in life that you get to choose. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting to me is, is how he caps off this sentence. Uh, your, your translation says think. Some translations say dwell. Some yeah. translations say meditate. Yeah. That's a choice. Uh, it's an active. Choice. That's a decision that you get to make. You mm-hmm. don't get to choose um, what's going to flash in front of your face. You don't get to choose what what's text on, message is going to come through. What's on billboards when you're driving? No, you don't get, no, I, I can't know. Yeah. Your immediate, and, your, and your immediate reaction to those things isn't necessarily your choice either. That's oh, some yeah. ingrained stuff that's part of your psychology. But you do get to choose what you meditate on. 
to what dwell. you dwell yeah. on. And if I choose to dwell on these things, that's going to create the filter that you're yeah. talking about. So, no, I don't think a lot of people do this because they don't think about it. Mm-hmm. They just they just consume whatever is put in front of them. But if we can if we can take this seriously and choose to to dwell on these types of things, then that's going to produce what happens in verse nine. Yes, and then you put them into practice. Right. So there's there's two commands in these verses. The command in verse eight is to meditate, to dwell, and then what that's going to produce in you is the action. Mm-hmm. If you want to live this kind of life in practice, then you got to back up, like you said, you got to yes. go back up the stream and make sure that you're dwelling, you're meditating, you're choosing to think about things that are pure and excellent and lovely mm-hmm. and righteous. Yeah, it, it's. And I can only, when I taught this class, I can only teach on eight. And I was like, oh, give me nine as well. (laughs) Like it goes, but we had someone else that did nine as well. But I was like, oh man. Yeah, I think most people just say the floodgates are open. I'm going to let everything in. And then I'm going to hope and and just wish that, hey, I'm going to learn to discern what is okay or not okay. And it's different for adults than it is for kids. Yeah, you know what I mean? You know, there's one thing. Um, we just got uh, Jack his own little tablet. Yeah. His own little Amazon Fire. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Amazon Deal Days, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, hey, we're going to get one for him. But you can set so many filters. Right. Same with like Disney Plus and mm-hmm. Netflix and those things. You can only watch so many shows or this. If there's any kind of violence, nope, we don't want you in that. Cause yeah. Jack now can use an Apple remote better than I can. Yeah. All right. He's already, I'm like, dang, how'd you do that? Um, but we set active filters for uh-huh. him and what we let him consume. Uh-huh. But we don't do that for ourselves. Right. And we just say, I, well, I just hope it's okay. Yeah. Um, or not. And uh-huh. we're like, I hope that it doesn't um, permeate or dwell in me like mm-hmm. that word dwell and yeah. I just assume no if we need to actively check our emotions and our thoughts and you know I think about your emotions or even before this we just had this we just had this conversation right before we started rolling about like what if we didn't experiment of like <laughs> listening to like no filtered things yeah how would that for one week straight how would that affect you emotionally but then you listen to you know you know philippians 4 8 for a week how would that affect you emotionally yeah and i think there's something to that yeah of needing to spend time and actively going through some things that we go through and say, is, is this worth my time? Mm. Is it beneficial to me? Right. And if it's not, it's not. Yeah. Um, because I, because uh, I think to mess with our emotions or to, or to help our emotions and our thoughts, we have to take an action step to do those things because, because you know, when you're in a crappy mood, if you are a cynic and you're in a bad mood, mm your thoughts immediately go to that as well. So right. if your emotion is in that crud state where you're always negative and always this, then your thoughts will go to always negative. Yeah. And more than likely your actions will do that too. But if your emotional state is that of pure and noble and admirable and excellent, your thoughts should be those things and yeah. then your actions will be those as well mm-hmm. <clears throat> in that. So, um, 
Yeah. So, you know, so I just went through and I'm not going to go through it as, as deep as I went to with the teens, but, um, think about your social media. Mm. Use Philippians 4, 8 as your filter, right? The things that you follow, is it true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, or praiseworthy? Mm. If not, you might need to unfollow some people. Yeah. Um, I'm really only on three social medias. I have a Snapchat. I have one person nice. that sends me Snapchat ever. <clears> and it's <throat> once every six months. <laughs> I, I, I should just delete it. I'm never yeah. on it. Like, hey, just text me. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, and I'm basically like, hey, man, like we do text. We're friends. Like you can just do that. Um, and I usually text him back because yeah. I don't know how to reply to it. <laughs> so he'll send me a Snapchat and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll look at it. Then I'll just like, well, then I'll text him. Hey, hey cool buddy, Snapchat. I saw that, man. What's up, dude? Um, or I'll call him. I'm like, hey, that's cool. Um, it's usually like about his kids or something. Um, but I have Facebook mm. only because my mom's on Facebook. Yeah. Right. Like I don't hardly ever get on it. I, yeah. It's not something I'm on, but Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. When you talk about social media, that is a two that I'm on. And I'll tell you every, a few times a year I have to go through and purge Yeah. because I will follow somebody because of one post and it meets these things and it's funny and it's okay and it's great. But then the other next 15 things they <laughs> post, I'm like, oh, that took a dark turn. I didn't really know this was what kind of thing this is. Yeah. But, then I, but, then, but then I don't delete it. I'm mm-hmm. just like, ah, oh, whatever, I'll do it later. Yeah. And having to go through. So for you, um, are the things that you follow on social media, are they these things? And I'll tell you one of the biggest things as a minister I won't even put this for the student ministry. I'll put this as a minister in general for, of a church body. One of the, most of the time that I get discouraged and that I want to like smack my head and go, what in the world are you doing (laughs) is from social media. Yeah. And it's what they're liking. It's what they're reposting. It's what they comment on. And I'm like, why are you listening? Why are you following? Yeah. And guys, and I don't mean, this is not political. This is other. Right. And I'm like, what are you doing? Mm. And I tell our students that, and they're like, well, well, I didn't write it. I just liked it. I'm yeah. like, but, but now I saw it, but now right. I know you follow this. Yeah. Like why? Yeah. Like th- that it doesn't meet this qualification and it's, and it's hard. Right. Um, so my goal for you guys is, is it true, pure, lovely, put that to it. Second is what do you listen to? Mm. Cause most of the teens be like, well, I don't have that. I don't have this. Okay. Do you have Spotify? Yeah. Do you have a radio? Yeah. Do you listen to anything? Um, and for most teens, the issue is, well, I just like the beat and it's what's popular. Right. But as you get older or whatnot, like, do you have a filter on your music? Mm. And I will say, or podcast or your podcast <laughs> or whatever it may be. Right. Like, and I'll just tell you, like, I'm not a big, um, some people may get mad at me. I'm not a big Christian music fan. Mm-hmm. I go through waves. Right. I go through periods in my life where that, that's all I listen to. Yeah. Because I'll find a new album or a new group, whatever it is, and I'm like, that's dope. I'm listening to this all the time, and I love it. But for us, I know where you live, where I live, we have about a six-minute drive to work. Yeah. There's not much. And usually I have kids in the car with me. So we don't, we don't really listen to music. Yeah. It's, it's my time to be silly and talk with them and whatnot. So I don't listen to a lot of stuff, but I can tell a difference mm. in me 
during those seasons where I do listen to Christian music a lot. Yeah. Um, and I love it because my wife is really good at this. We wake up in the morning and we have that Alexa thing in our kitchen and I'll come out from the bathroom and the boys are eating and she's like, and she has elevation worship or she has whatever on. And I'm like, Oh, that's what I need to start my day with. Yeah. Instead of me just being like, Hey, but some Dave Matthews band, which is my favorite. Yeah. Or play this. It's like, no, I should be feeding myself good things in good things out. Feeding yeah. myself from the word of God and for worship and stuff like that too. Yeah. Which I know that you're big on worship music. Mm. Um, you know, that's a big part of you and your wife's life. But um, have you found times like that? Like how that really affects who you are and your emotional state? Happened yesterday. Hey. <laughs> we didn't talk about that. No, we didn't talk about like, this at all. Um, I am, you know, just full disclosure. I am bad about, I'll just say I'm bad about if I'm, cooking dinner or uh -huh. cleaning up the kitchen or something, I'll throw on Netflix and just kind of be sort of half watching it just has in the background. a show. And it yeah. could be something that lines up with <laughs> Philippians 4.8. It or could it be something no. that doesn't. Um, but last night, I you know, I'd had a good day yesterday. was feeling kind of encouraged or whatever. Um, but came in and when I was cooking dinner, I just decided to turn on the the Google speaker and yeah. just listen to some Maverick city music. Yeah. Great new worship band. Uh, and the way that it just kind of brought me joy. Yeah. Uh, and some peace was awesome. But then we left it playing during dinner. And so yes. like we're talking about our day and enjoying some time as a family and, and just kind of over the top of that, you've got people, you know, saying thank you to Jesus for, <laughs> yeah. you know, saving them and, and redeeming them and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's a little thing, but it's a decision that I get to make of what is going to be sort of this medium that our family is sort of mm -hmm. walking around in. It could be something good or it could be something not so good. You know, we, um, so at my class at impact, we have, um, you know, about a 10 or so minute time for, I think every class had about 210 people come in or students and I have music playing and you know, I'll play just a bunch of fun and it's, and it's all clean. It's a bunch mm -hmm. of fun. And usually my, usually my boys are there. Um, you know, my twins and Jack and they're running around, they're dancing and whatnot. And so I'll pick songs, I'll pick kid songs or I'll pick just fun songs that they like to dance to. Yeah. Well, I had, some worship music playing before people came in and my kids came in and they just started dancing. It was, it was fun music. And I was yeah. like, Hey, they're going to dance to whatever I put in there. Why don't it be this? And right. I know like seeds worship yeah. is really big for kids. And then like, it's, it's a hundred percent scripture. Yeah. And I'm like, why well, don't listen to this all the time when yeah. my kids can over here sing whatever song from the beginning to the end, if they could sing rules on the bus. <laughs> they could sing scripture too. Right. Yeah. Like, um, so why not have that playing as well? Uh, also, what do you watch? Mm. Netflix. We just talked about that. Like, just know what you're putting in. Yeah. Um, if you're sitting there with CNN or Fox news or MSNBC and it's just the negative and the world's going and all this, if, it, if it's nothing but bickering and fighting and it's yeah. this, come on, you get like, to choose, fill <laughs> yourself up with something right. Yeah. Um, and the biggest one that was big to the students, and I think it's big to us too, is who do you hang around? Yeah. So probably for students-wise. That's the biggest impact. It has the most um, 
direct impact on um, the biggest influence in your life are, are really the people that is in your inner circle. Absolutely. That the four, five, six, two people, whatever it may be that's in your inner circle, um, those are the people that are going to influence you the most. Yeah. So um, Connections Minister is going to come out now. There we go. You know, what you listen to, your social media, yeah. what you're watching, all that stuff can and does have an impact on you. Maybe a big impact. Yeah, yeah. But a unique touch point, a counterpoint to that is the people that you're in relationship with. Mm -hmm. You might be listening to the most radical, awful stuff. Raunchy. But, but if you have to get with people and bounce those ideas off of them, they're going to tell you you've lost your mind. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Having people in your life that you trust, that you can be real with, that you can have conversations with and ask hard questions with is probably the antidote yes. to all this other stuff. Absolutely. Because real people in real relationship aren't going to let you get so far away. Well, They're going to keep you centered. Well, and then... Yeah. And so just to, yeah. So one of the things that I challenge students and I'll challenge all you guys listeners as well in that, if you said real people, your inner circle needs to be people that are on the same path to right. trying to be true, noble, right, yeah. pure, praiseworthy. If, if your inner circle is not trying to move in the same direction that where your life reflects Philippians four eight. Yeah. That doesn't need to be. That doesn't need to be in a circle. Yeah. So you may have an inner circle that says, "No, I agree with all that garbage." <laughs> yeah. Well, then they don't need to be in a circle. And I know that there's this counter argument of, "Yeah, well, I have friends that aren't Christians, and I want to be in their life." Well, praise God for that. Yeah. But don't let them be your inner circle that is speaking truth into your life. You speak truth into their life, but mm -hmm. you need to come back to your home base. Mm -hmm. Of of your friends, of your families, of your church people, of your neighbors, whoever it may be that is speaking Philippians 4, 8 into you as well yeah. and helping you to get on that path. Yeah, man. Um, and one of the things that, that really hit me is, um, I, I said in this class and about that. And I, and I even said like, is your boyfriend, um, moving towards this path? Mm -hmm. Is your girlfriend, if not, you may have to have some serious conversations when you get back a girl got up and cried and left. Oh. And I was like, I, I had, okay, my bad. <laughs> um, and like the youth minister later caught me that day. I was like, she needed to hear that clearly. Yeah. And she's going to have a serious conversation with her boyfriend when she gets home because they're not moving in that direction. And she knows she needs to. Yeah. Um, and so whatever that may be, that may be one of the biggest ones. Yeah. Have that group around you. Isolation is a dangerous element to mix in with this conversation. Oh yeah. If you're not filtering what you're taking into your heart and into your mind, and you don't have relationships to bounce these ideas off of, that's a or dangerous even, place to be. Or even to help you filter. Right. When you get in the car, when you watch movies, or you do whatever, and they're like, hey, what are we doing? Yeah. Why are we listening? Why are you watching that? Why are we doing it? Like, no, yeah. no, no. Like, this isn't what we should be doing. Yeah. And, and again, that's an awkward, hard conversation yeah. within friends because when, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's a little bit easier now that we're a little bit older. I'm yeah. like, if I lose a friend, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> I'm like, I'm too busy anyways. Yeah. But when you're 15 and 18 and 20, and it's like, no, these are my, these, these are my friends. It's like, 
Yeah, but if they're not on this path, they don't need to be there. Yeah. They don't need to be as big of a role in your life as you think they need to be. Right. Because really, everyone listening to this that is out of college and that's adult, how many friends you talk to from high school? <laughs> Two? Yeah. And how many people in that high school did you waste time and energy and brain power trying to impress and trying to fit in and trying to do that stuff? And it's like, man, you're trying to fit into that crowd and in 15 years, you're never going to see him again. In five years, in you're never going to see him again. five years, right? Yeah. Like, so in those, in that like pivotal time, know that. And so, the, so if like parents speak this into your kids, yeah. like ask them those questions. Are your friends trying to do this? Like, yeah. well, I don't want to be that nosy parent. Be that nosy parent. Yeah. That's what you're there to be. You're yeah. there to help them live out the Philippians 4.8 too. And, and 4.8 as well, not 4.8 too. Um, 4.8 also. 4.8 also. <laughs> Um, and do that. Uh, one of the verses that you gave me w- w- way back a few weeks ago, when we we're bouncing this um, class off. You gave me Second Corinthians ten five, uh-huh. um, and I love it. It says, "We demolish arguments and every and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ." So there's two different things here, which is what which is what. What, what we've been talking about. One is you need to demolish all those things. That, Tear it down. That aren't of God, right? Which may be, well, there's a lot of things. Demolishing all these things. Unsubscribing, mm. unfollowing, getting rid of, cutting some ties, making some hard choices. But there's one that's like take captive. And that's yeah. that action step of, no, I'm going to be in the word today. I'm going to be in prayer today. I'm going to listen to this today. I'm going to walk with this person. Like, actively taking captive this thought um, to be obedient. So you yeah. want to be obedient to God and how we live our life and mm. take captive what you put in your brain Yeah, as well. I got a, I got a, a, a stat, a, a fact that I thought was interesting. According okay. to, to neuroscientists, the average human has 70,000 thoughts a day. And if you add that up for a year, that means that we have 25 and a half million thoughts every year. What if we thought that those thoughts were valuable? What if we paid attention to those 70,000 thoughts in a day and decided to take them captive and to make them obedient to this Philippians 4.8? Because I think... If you hear a number like 70,000, you're like, that's a lot of thoughts. But it's like, those are valuable. That's your mental space. Yeah. You only get (laughs) 70,000 in a day. What if we decided to to place value on what we're choosing to dwell on and to take them captive and, and, and give them to God? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And even if... You know, there's those other thoughts that are negative mm-hmm. and the ones that we don't have any um, choice on what we see in those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. But what if you still took that captive and that was a time of prayer? Yeah. And that was a time of God, I give you this, that this is going on. That you Especially know, Especially like with specific struggles in your life. Yeah. And that's going to be different for everybody. But yeah. what if instead of just shying away from it or feeling guilty, you, you very intentionally, when those thoughts come up, you, you're going to take that captive and, and you, give it to God. You put it on the altar, you put yeah. it at the cross and say, no, this is yours now. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be obedient to you mm-hmm. 
And right now I can't handle this, but you can. Yeah, that's good. And, and you say, hey, I'm gonna give you this. Um, so as, as we wrap up, I wanna give you five things. I actually have like 20. All right. Um, and this is five things to help you take captive of your thought. This is five things to kind of put yourself in the right emotional and mental state. Mm -hmm. Now, I do want to make a caveat to this. All right. The amount of listeners that we have, uh, just by the numbers, the odds are there are people that are dealing with depression mm -hmm. and anxiety. And there are people that are seeing counselors and doctors that take medicine. Yes. We pray for you. Yes. Continue to see those people. That stuff works. The, f the five things that I'm giving you right now is not a fix all. It's in addition to. It's in addition to. <laughs> so don't think like, oh, I don't have to do any of this stuff, which I don't think you are. You're adults. But, yeah. but I actually made this comment to the teens. I was yeah. like, don't think that the five things on the board is going to like fix where you don't have to see a doctor anymore. No, if that's the case, you need yeah. to continue doing that. And we pray with you and we walk with you. Um, and that's just the way we are. And that's just the way you're wired and yeah and modern science is a miracle and a blessing from god that yes. can help you on this yes path. and so we praise god for that as well uh, but here's five things that we will go through somewhat quickly go through one just be thankful yes right have a have, have an attitude of gratitude attitude of gratitude <laughs> um i quit if you were in that emotional state of just being thankful like that's going to help you yeah right it's gonna help you daily put you in the right mental state in that as well two I say go to church, mm. um, like go to church physically in person, <laughs> go to church. And we know we're still at the end of the pandemic and the COVID and there's still people that don't feel safe going to church. We understand that, but we hope soon that you make it a habit because don't to, let the pandemic be an excuse for you to stop going to church because well, you're and, watching it on a screen. Well that, and this is also a real deal. Like we don't know the effects of this, of how many people now just won't ever go back because right. they, have gotten too comfortable mm -hmm. not going. Um, there's certainly a people out there. That yes, the yes. We see it in our church, and yep. I know every church probably in America and the world see this as well. Yeah. But go to church. But also, don't go to church with the attitude of, or don't go to church because, like, well, I text my friends, they didn't go, or <laughs> I don't like the song, I didn't like the worship, yeah. I don't like the topic we're talking about, I'm not. I, you can go in into it with a consumer mentality mm -hmm. of, it's not what I need. Or it's not, it's not checking the boxes that I want it to fit, but it's right. you know, I want to go there to experience God. Yeah. I want to go there to listen to him. And I promise you, when the word of God is read, uh, God's word is powerful. So no matter if the preacher stinks <laughs> or, or when the youth minister you know, you know, preaches and it stinks, <laughs> hopefully they're still going to read the word of God and let the word of God pour over you yeah. and be like, no, God wants me here because he wants to speak to me. God wants to speak to every single one of you on an individual level every single day. Yeah. We have to have open hearts and minds to that. So if you go into church, when you come into this holy place and say, God, you want to speak to me today. Yeah. I'm ready to hear this. And it may be through a conversation with somebody else. Yeah. Maybe through a worship song. It may be through whatever it is. Be open to that. Also be open there to be like, maybe you're there to speak truth into somebody else. Yeah. Maybe you going to church is not just me, 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 but it's, man, maybe that one other person's there and you get to, love on them and speak truth to them and be there for them. And it changes their trajectory for the next few weeks or months yeah. just because you were there. Mm -hmm. Go into it with a servant heart. Yeah, that's good. On, you know, what can I do? Three, worship. Mm. Um, and when I mean worship, I don't mean Romans 12, one and two, spiritual act of worship. I actually mean praising, singing. Yes. Um, 
we go and some people are like, I don't, uh, this is an old song. And I went through that a lot Yeah. of, no, I want to hear these new songs that really, but then you see people, you know, singing this old rugged cross and they're over here crying Yeah. or they're singing amazing grace and they're crying. It's like, yeah, but I, I'm not, I'm not into that song anymore. Yeah. No, he is worthy of praise. Mm. So let's praise him. Don't think you're too cool. Don't think like me, I have a horrible singing voice. <laughs> God doesn't care. <laughs> God doesn't care what I sound like. You Sing make a out. joyful noise. Pete. I make a, hopefully, I, I'm, I make a noise. <laughs> I hope that's full of joy. Um, but actually go and like, it's, now when we had mask on, so for yeah. a long time our church was, we'll sing with mask on. Now yeah. we're mask off. And I just don't know how some people can just sit there and not move their lips. Now, yeah. I do understand you may be so into it, that a part of it is I'm not here to sing. I'm letting the shower over me. Yeah. I don't think the majority of people are doing that <laughs> that aren't singing. Yeah. Um, but I would say probably the most times that I've had tears down my face for God and where the emotions have hit has been during a time of worship. Yeah. Great. Yeah. If I know that, then why not try to enter in every time of worship and praise being like, I want to experience yeah. God right now. Yeah. Um, I don't experience the Holy Spirit in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so having that of worship. Four, laugh. Mm. Laughter is good medicine. It is. Right? Um, but again, be careful at what you laugh at. <laughs> right? Yeah. Is it pure? Is it noble? Is it right? Yeah. Like, know what you're laughing at. Yeah. Um, in that. And, and then five, we talked about it before, journal. Mm. That kind of goes back to number one. Yeah. When you journal, you can go back and read it and be thankful how God has walked with you and, yeah. and all this stuff. Um, I have 12 more. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to read them. Okay. We're not even going to talk about them. Great. Uh, meditate on scripture, um, serve others, pray, read a good book, engage with friends often, exercise, get outside, social media break mm. for a sabbatical, you know, from social media, uh, be still, um, create healthy routines, forgive others, repent. Mm. All these things here will put you in this emotional state right. and this mental state to where you're allowing God to come in and that will change your emotions, yeah. which will change your thoughts, which will change your actions. Yeah. And all that from Philippians 4, 8. That's awesome. That's all I got. This last thing I'll say, it was kind of bouncing off the very first, first suggestion you made. Uh -huh. It's like, who wouldn't want to be more joyful? Like, is there anybody out there listening right now who doesn't want to have more joy, yeah, more peace, you know, all this stuff that's listed in this mm -hmm. verse? Well, if you want to be a person who has more joy, you have to think about joyful things. Yeah. You have to, you have to make the decision. And what more joy is there than the Son of God dying for you? Think about that. Even in the <laughs> middle of the worst of your worst, he yeah. still says, uh-uh, I got it. Yeah. Like if that doesn't make you happy now, that may make you sad of what you've done and there may be some repenting and there may be some emotions and not, and not all these emotions are joy, Yeah. but I think joy is a big one. And right. when you kind of know that your life sentence should be death forever, mm. like that's what we all deserve, Yeah. but we don't get that. We get this new hope and this yeah. new life in him that gives me joy. Yes. Like, um, that's, that's one of the big things when I see Christians just being curmudgeons yeah. just being Debbie Downers. I'm like, are you not happy? Yeah. It's probably because they're dwelling on, on things the, that on tick the them negative. Off. Like, <laughs> man, be happy. Yes. Um, 
You get to choose that. Now, that that doesn't mean that there are things in your life that are sad and that will cause sadness. That's fine. But like the majority of the time, are you a joyful person? Yeah. And that's going to fix your emotions and and work with your emotions and your thoughts. Yep. If you're negative, you're going to think negative things and be negative. If you're thinking joy, have a joy emotion, then you're going to think joy and you're going to live a joyful life. There you go. For that. Well, hey, thanks for joining. Um, if you didn't go to Impact at Lipscomb University, you just heard Some my class. fresh content. You just heard my class on that, but I like this better. This is way more conversation. <laughs> I enjoyed this uh, there. Well, I um, hope you guys have a good week. Uh, we will catch you next week. Have a good fourth. Yeah. That's this weekend, right? Sunday. Get out and barbecue something. Go and barbecue. Go and grill something or go to someone else's house and eat their food. Be like, with people. Go and be with people. Um, I'm excited. Me and you are grilling out for our community pool. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be hot, but it's going to be awesome. We got about 200 hamburgers coming our way and about 100 hot dogs. We're going to be grilling up. It's going to be great. Having some fun, serving our communities. Yeah. And doing that, um, even though we're not paying for it. Thank goodness. We're just <laughs> paying for it with sweat. We're putting that sweat equity in. That'd be all good. Uh, well, hey, love you guys. Hope you have a good week. Rate, review, subscribe smash all the things yep. i don't know you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. you know what to do do it do it take care and we'll see y'all next week all right